Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and I'm pumped for the episode today. I'm here with Jolie Sudweeks. She has a mission call to serve over in Australia, across the world. So exciting. She's from Southern Utah, a little town or city called Parowan, right? Did I say that right? Parowan? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And she reports January 1st. So that's exciting. You know, new year, new you, right? Like officially, really. Um, But Jolie, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks. I'm great. I'm super excited. Uh, Yeah, I'm super excited to serve and I'm super excited to be here today. So awesome. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you jumping on here, taking the time and chatting. I know with, I mean, we got the holidays and especially preparing for a mission during that time. I'm I'm sure life is a little bit hectic, a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's been pretty insane. And um, it's actually funny that you say like new year, new you, because um, my birthday is on December 31st. So it'll be my 20th birthday and then I'll immediately like start my mission. So it's like, feels like a whole new chapter. Wow. Yeah. New decade and everything. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah crazy well yeah tell us tell us your story what led you to decide to serve a mission yeah so I was kind of that like type of person that I always wanted to serve a mission since I was like super super little ever since I found out like it was a thing that girls could do I was like yeah that is me um and (laughs) but uh even when the age was 21 and everything I was like oh that's fine I don't want to be married I just want to be a missionary that's way cooler you know so I was I was especially stoked when the age got turned to 19 and it was what I was planning all up through high school and everything like that but just just like a lot of people I had like different moments at the end of my high school career um where I actually like had moments where I had I don't want to say a faith crisis because that feels like a little extreme but definitely a lot of really big questions and like deeply considered changing my plans but I I was still by the end of high school I was still kind of like okay I think I want to do this um like my just to give some context about that um just because I know like you probably want all the details and I don't mind but like my my grandma passed away and she was like a huge like she went on a mission and she's one of the people that inspired me to go on a mission and she's Mm -hmm. just like a very faith-filled woman her whole life um and she's like the person I would go to with all my questions. And about a year before I graduated high school, she passed away. And like, that was a huge thing for me. But I was like, I knew all about like the, the plan of salvation and everything. So I knew, like, I knew I was going to see her again and stuff. But it just like, I was like, why does she have to like go right now? Which is, I'm sure is a question lots of people have. And then I had a really like important person in my life. Um leave the church like someone that's very influential on me left the church what for me felt like out of nowhere and it was really like that was really hard and I look up to them so much I don't want to say looked up to them because I definitely still look up to them as a person Mm -hmm. but I was just like how can this person that I admire so much leave you know so I was having all these questions all this stuff was going through my head um but I was still planning to serve a mission so um I decide where I'm gonna go to college I go to ISU in Pocatello Idaho go Bengals. Um, <laughs> yeah, a super big fan. Um, I'm going for theater, which I know super nerdy, but I literally love it so much. It's like, it's my biggest passion. I love 
I love the people. I love the environment. It's really awesome. So um, I decided to do that. And I tell everyone, like I tell all my friends and family, like we got, like, I'm going to do like a year of college and then I'm going to go on mission, like for sure trust you guys and everyone's like that's awesome go you I'm like thanks anyways but uh so I go to college and like the first couple months of college are really hard for me like I'm I feel like I'm relying on the Lord so much um just because I'm a pretty outgoing individual but I was just like I went into my shell and I didn't even really know I had a shell but like I made this one and I wasn't really making too many friends and I was just like struggling and like you already mentioned I'm from southern Utah so being in Idaho, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have no one close to me. I don't know what to do. And, um, but moral of the story, I'm dragging on. It was okay. But I ended up did making a bunch of friends and it something that was really bad looking back on it now is I felt like as soon as things started getting good, I like started to forget all about like relying on like mm -hmm. Jesus. Like I've always been a pretty diligent studier. I journal, like I'm a crazy journaler. Um, I've journaled like every single day, haven't missed a day for like six years at this point. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I'm just like, I think at this point, I just like can't go to bed without doing it because I, I can't lose the streak. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, that's, that's like, great though. Yeah, thanks so much. But yeah, so it's like scripture study, journaling. I've always done that. But like as I got into college and get more friends and a ton of these friends um, weren't members of the church, which is completely fine, of course. And that's kind of how it's been my whole life. Even growing up in a super small town, that majority of the people were members. I've always somehow like gravitated towards or like attracted people that weren't members. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't really new to me, but it was definitely like being away from my family and only surrounding myself with non-members, like without even realizing it, I was totally getting like separated, like from the gospel and not really like from a faith standpoint, but literally just the consistency of day to day, like thinking about the Lord in my life, like saying my prayers, like everything like that started to be stuff that I still did. But like, it was just to check it off the list. Like I was like, oh, I just, I need to do this. But like, it wasn't, um, what's the word? I don't know. It wasn't like intentional, intentional. Um, anyways, so by the end of my first semester in college, I basically was like, I don't want to go on a mission anymore. Like, I love college. College is, like, freaking awesome. And I met all these close friends, and I loved it. And I didn't really tell anyone that, like, because um, this is, like, kind of a stereotype, and there's no hate to these people at all. But, like, some of my friends in college, they had really bad experiences with people in the church and with the church as a whole. So a lot of them were, like, actually very, like, anti like church, which, again, is completely okay. Um, I think everyone has their own opinion, you know? Um, but like, I actually kept like the fact that I was a member, like so close to like my chest, like I wouldn't tell anyone about it. Um, like everyone would be like, Oh, like you, you have plans on Sunday. I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, like what? And I'm like, <laughs> church, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like whatever. That's so cringy. I don't know why I just did that, but like literally, um, like I wouldn't, I felt like scared to tell people. And when I would tell people, they'd be so like at least like a lot of my close friends and the kindest people ever. I don't want you to get the wrong idea, but they would just be like, Oh, that's really surprising. Like I didn't expect someone like you to be a part of that church, like mm -hmm. whatever. And I would just be like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> which is so weird. Cause it's so not me, but I think I just really was excited to have friends and I'm still so close with all those people. But because of that, and because of just everything, me loving school, I still love 
like love college so much. I just want to go back and learn, but I know that admissions for me. But by the time the second semester was over, like I was even more sure, like definitely not going. I finally like told my mom and everything. And she was like, are you sure? Like you've always wanted to. And I was like, nah, girl, like you don't get it. It's not for me. <laughs> and um, she's like, okay. And also I have like, I had like, I still have, but like, I got a really awesome boyfriend, not in college, but like be even before college started, I like, he met this really awesome guy, as I'm sure a lot of girls do. And he's not planning to serve or anything like that. So I was like, I really don't want to leave him. And um, like all this stuff and like maybe we'll get married or something who knows but it was just all the factors were literally against me in mm. <laughs> going on a mission at least like in a from a mental standpoint yeah. um yeah. but anyways moral of the story I over the summer I came back home and I started like just like really diving deep into the like whether I wanted to go on a mission or not like I had been of course it had been taking like of my thoughts like the whole time I was in college but like now not focusing on school like super intentional about like trying to figure out if I should go or not and finally after like lots of thoughts and study I was like okay I'll just put my papers in I don't this is not me committing I'm going I was like told my mom I'm like this does not mean I'm going but I'm just gonna put my papers in and like or start my papers and see what direction that kind of takes me and just like the further that I went with it um like the better it felt and like the more I felt like it was for me and then by the time I got my call which by the way felt like forever because yeah, it, it took it, a it, month yeah <laughs> yeah like I know some people nowadays are getting it like 10 days or something they get it like my twin brother just barely got his mission called today oh, um wow. yeah we don't know where he's going or I'd tell you he's opening it tomorrow but like he got it today and he put his papers in like a week ago so oh, I was wow. like I was like, why do they like you so much? But anyways, <laughs> uh, mine took like a month and it felt like so long. And then I get my call September 5th and I find out that I'm not even leaving till January 1st. And then I have like this moment of being like, oh, poor me. Like, why does, why would God make it so I wouldn't leave for so long when I really want to go and I just want to like get back to school and I want to, like, I want to serve a mission, but like, like let's get it going you know yeah. but I've definitely learned a lot like I think I've learned so much in like trusting God's timing you know mm -hmm. and just like that he obviously knows best and even though sometimes humans are ignorant and they want to think they know everything we really don't so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's cool that's that's an, that's pretty uh, exciting eventful experience I mean I, I like that you mentioned I just want to go back to when you were sharing about how initially when you started college, you were really relying on the Lord and you really, that was kind of at the forefront of your mind, more intentional with it. But then as things got better, it was harder to, or it just, it kind of faded. Right. And I think it's easy right. to do that. And I, I really like how the book of Mormon talks a lot about just remembering him I think it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a theme throughout. It's like, you know, hey, when things are good, remember God. When things are bad, remember him. And yeah, it's just, there's so many different examples of people that remembered him, but then also people that forgot him and then had to be reminded of him. 
and then forgot him again. <laughs> yes. And I and exactly. I think we go we go through those cycles too. You know, I've I've definitely experienced that as well. It's like, you know, when things are good, it's it's sometimes, you know, you you things are so good you're just not thinking about him. And that's kind of backwards. <laughs> yes. And especially like around the holiday season, it makes you think so much about like gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really so important and it's a great way to like um, do that. So something that I've been doing is incorporating in my like daily journal and daily prayers is making sure that like I always write down like a couple things that I'm grateful for. And then also include that in my prayers, even if that means I literally have to like make a list and then pray and like look at the list to yeah. make sure that I'm saying the things like, I don't know. I just think, like you said, it's so important to remember him. Um, and that's like really like that's the whole reason President Nelson like told us to bring his name back into like when we talk about the church and Mm -hmm. not saying Mormons and not whatever it's all part of remembering him because he's truly the reason why we we all do it right like you know yeah exactly exactly and I think it's funny too because and and I'm guilty of this as well is just that you know we have Thanksgiving and it's funny that Mm -hmm. it takes sometimes it takes a holiday to get you to really think about things you're grateful for yeah you know, like because in, in, in my family this year my wife and I did we did a gratitude pumpkin where we had a pumpkin on the table and we would just have a little sharpie with it and you could write different things <laughs> for. but I think it's interesting yeah. that you know we do that at this time of year but maybe we should do that in March or maybe we should do that in June mm. or January yeah. or whenever you know I think it's just interesting that it sometimes it takes a holiday for us to really wake up to what we've been given Yes, exactly. And I don't know, I think it'll be really cool to be a missionary because you literally have like Christ's name on your chest. Like you can't forget that you have to look at it every single day and put it on and choose to like remember him and be a representative of him, which I think will just be really great practice for my life. Like I'm sure you can speak to that on how that your mission like helped you with keeping the Lord like relevant in your everyday life. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely hundred percent. And it's, it's definitely a special experience being able to have that, that calling being set apart as, you know, that full-time representative. And the thing is too, it's again, sometimes it's funny that it takes a tag, you know, to help us remember that because, you know, when we're baptized, we're essentially full-time representatives of Christ, you know, like in the book of Mosiah, Alma's, you know, when he goes over the list of things that you promise when you're, when you get baptized, you know, that you'll stand as a witness at all times and all places, you know, even until death, it's, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, the mission definitely is a nice, in a sense, it's a breath of fresh air because it's like, Mm. I have no excuse to eat, breathe, sleep the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And nothing needs to distract me nothing you know it's the only thing that's going to distract me is what I let it you know I don't have to worry about college I don't have to worry about work I don't have to worry about so many other things right now it's just just serving it's kind of nice. yes exactly and I feel like it's so like I don't know I feel like that's like why it sometimes confuses me and obviously I haven't been through it yet but like how people can have these experiences on their mission where literally like all they do is gospel like you said um, 24 hours seven days a week like you are just like taking in this information and this light and all this stuff and then they like you know 
still leave the church like my old like I have I have six older brothers we're very Utah like Utah to a T over here I'm the eighth of 10 kids and uh I have six older brothers as I already mentioned and only two of them have gone on missions which again completely fine everyone's own choice but like both of them have like since like are no longer um like participating in the church anymore uh one of them's more low-key about it and one of them's like kind of like bitter about it but it doesn't like whatever people you can't discount people's experiences but like it's so interesting because I remember like so vividly like my brother coming home us picking him up from the airport and just like seeing that light about him and seeing how he was and him telling stories from his mission and everything like that um and now it's not something that he believes in at all um which I I find really interesting um and but like I think I, I makes what makes me so excited for my mission is the fact that I'll be able to have those experiences and interpret them for myself and um, see how I feel. That's what's so cool about the gospel in general, as you know, like we have free agency. That's why God chose Jesus's plan because we get to choose and we get to decide what to do. And so does everyone else. And you can't fault them for not choosing what you choose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's powerful. Something that my mission president actually had us study on the mission and i've since studied it after the mission as well is and you might have heard of this is a talk by elder lawrence corbridge and it's called stand forever and essentially his assignment was to look through read and just go through a lot of anti church of jesus christ latter-day saints literature like a lot of just anti stuff and that was his assignment and if you can imagine, that would be a pretty gnarly assignment because you come across a lot of stuff. But that talk is essentially his response to what he learned from that assignment. And yeah, it's just interesting because it's so easy to get off, uh, to, to lose focus of what matters most, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there are some questions, certain things that just don't matter as much as other things. And so he, and he gives four primary questions that if you can have the gospel of Jesus Christ answer for you, then essentially, if you just keep your focus on those, and, and that doesn't mean you don't look or don't, um, don't seek out answers to the other questions, right. but it's that you remember those primary things, keep those as the main thing, but then in a sense, look at, look at those secondary questions through the lens of the primary questions, if that makes sense. So just right. keeping, keeping what you know, but then also trying to learn more. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's so important. And like, just having whatever it says, I'm going to butcher it, but like having whatever the curiosity of a child, like liken unto a child, whatever mm-hmm. that like thing is that they say, yeah. I feel like is so true. And I think something that my mom's really great about is like, you can see, if you look for it, like you can see God and you can see Christ like love everywhere and in everything. Like when you like when it snows something or something like that, my mom will always be like, that's evidence of God. Like, <laughs> see how beautiful it is outside. Like that's evidence of God or like you can see Christ's love in the way that, you know, little kids interact with each other when they share like toys and stuff like that. When um, I don't know, just all the little things I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like everywhere you go, you can see like his light and 
that he truly like created this experience and stuff for us to be on the world to not just like learn and have it be hard and because I feel like people talk about that so much like mm -hmm. this is like a trial of faith whatever this will happen with some people this is what will happen to some people everyone must decide it's so serious but also we're also meant to be happy like that one scripture that's like men are something that they might have joy do you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah that scripture I feel like is so like truly important because like you already mentioned those those primary things and just keeping him relevant in your everyday life like that really does help you see the light and bring in that pure happiness and do what you need to do like being in a being in a church where some people feel like it's very disciplined like it's all for a reason it's all for on a path to try to make us have the happiest life that we can it's not to punish us or to make it suck you know yeah i don't know yeah and that, and that's really powerful and one thing that i've seen is falling or leaving the church doesn't happen overnight it's it's a process you know mm -hmm. and just like you know when people come home from the mission they're not going to leave the church tomorrow or the yeah. next day but they might in six months they might in a year they might in five years they might in 10 years it's it's usually a process and it it's just like what Alma says, you know, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And so it's the small and simple things that either make you or break you. So if you stop doing certain things, then you won't have the same amount of knowledge, that same amount of belief. It's just like anything, you know, you go to the gym, if you stop lifting as heavy, you're not going to be able to lift as heavy. Mm -hmm. And And so, yeah, that's just one thing I've learned is just the importance of those small and simple things. And that's kind of what the mission is so great for, because if you allow yourself to really acquire those habits, they're habits that you already have, you know, when you get back, you can, right. you can keep those. Obviously the environment's a little different. So you got to do a little bit more to reinstate or kind of figure out how you're going to keep them. But for the most part, you're, you're already in the habit. So it's kind of nice. Right. Did you feel like nervous at all going into your mission or were you like one of those guys that was like pretty confident you're like you're i'll be good at this i've got this um i i kind of i think i went through stages so it started out kind of just where it's like hey i'm as prepared as i can be i know i'm not completely prepared but but i was i, I would definitely when i started it before i got to the mtc i was in more of the confident class i would say but then after that i got to the mtc because i spoke spanish on the mission I learned it. Oh, cool. as a missionary. So I got to the MTC and I immediately I was like, all right, I don't know anything. I'm going <laughs> to have to learn this what day by day. So yeah, kind of, kind of shifted there, but, but I think I had, I kind of went through phases. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. I feel similar at points where I'm like, I'm doing all that I can and like the Lord will make up for the rest, but especially as it gets closer and closer, cause I have like 19 days at this point before I start. I just keep getting so nervous, like whatever that I'm just going to struggle or that I just won't be like as faith filled or as the other people there and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that this conversation is really important because making me remember too that like I don't have to wait to be a missionary to start doing like all these things that missionaries do. I can start now like creating a routine and trying to make my study more like 
diligent and intentional and just get those little things to help grow that faith, you know? Yeah. Well, something too, to, to just, and for those listening as well, you know, you, you won't be the best. You won't be the worst. There'll always, always be somebody that has more faith than you. There will always be somebody that has less faith than less faith than you just realize that you're not, you know, you're not everything. You're not nothing. You're just what God needs you to be. And there's a reason why he's called you where he's called you to, to be with, I mean, he's already, I mean, he he's known who your trainer was going to be from, you know, from the get go, right. From back in the pre-mortal life. So it's like, yeah, he's already had this moment planned out and it's going to be just the way he needs it to be. Absolutely. And you're never alone. Like you always have like the savior with you and you can talk to God anytime you need to. And I don't know. I think that's something important to remember too. Like you're not doing anything by yourself. Yeah, definitely. And on that note, as we wrap things up here, what advice would you give? What further advice would you give to those that are on the fence or kind of in a similar stage as you getting ready to serve? Um, probably what you guys hear a lot, but just pray about it. Make sure that a mission is something that you want to do because just like my good friend here was saying, uh, you have to be open to the process. You have to be willing to do the work that it takes and willing to receive that light. Um, so just pray about it. Don't be afraid to rely on the friends and leaders and people around you. No matter where you are, you can always find someone to turn to. If you don't have close family, people in your ward, you'll be surprised what people, like the support that people are willing to give if you just ask. Um, um, and same thing of like, if you just ask of God, he'll, he'll answer your prayers and maybe not in a big dramatic way. I know that for me, I definitely didn't feel like a ray of light came onto me and I was like, Oh, a mission. But like, as I prayed about it and began to take steps in the direction of going, I felt better about it. And I'd say if, if you're on the fence, maybe talk to your bishop maybe start your papers, have a conversation with some missionaries that are out or some missionaries in your area and just see how you feel about it. And if you feel like you're getting a good vibe, then maybe keep going and see how you feel and just know that no one's forcing you. And if you, if it feels right, keep going. And if it doesn't, then you're all right. I feel like a lot of people have a lot of pressure, but know that it's your, it's your journey and you get to decide. Yeah, that's great advice. And Jolie, thank you so much for jumping on here, sharing your story and your testimony. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful mission over in Australia. Give them heaven. Thank you.